Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast. We've been talking to small business owners about their businesses and how they're managing through this difficult time. How have they changed their businesses and what are the challenges with their current banking? Amaze was launched in March 2020 to make banking and bookkeeping easier for small businesses. Please check out our features if you recognise the problems talked about. Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast. My name is Jake Shaw and today I'm joined by Kate Thompson of Happy and Glorious, which is in Cranbrook in Kent. Hello, Kate. How are you? Hello, I'm well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Why don't you tell the listeners what your business is? I have a shop and website selling British made gifts, art and homeware. And in normal times, I also run creative workshops in the space as well. That's on the back burner at the moment. The key issue is is you are actually a customer-facing business. You've got people coming into the shop. You've got people who are doing the classes with you. That all requires face-to-face interaction. And, of course, during lockdown, that was all out of the question. But now we're out of lockdown. What steps have you taken so that you can reopen the shop and, uh, and if you are doing the classes, how you can do the classes? I haven't started again with the classes just yet. I'm still working out my plan for how that's going to go forward. I have done all the things that were in the government guidelines. I have beautiful British made hand sanitizer at several places in the shop. I've got a screen. I'm completely blocked off from the customers so that everyone is safe. I use my mask if I go out into the main area of the shop when someone's there. Yeah, and I just clean everything obsessively every few minutes, which is joyous, as you can imagine. What was your experience of lockdown as a business owner? Just take me through sort of the the highs and lows of experience of lockdown. Well, I guess the main positive that I was able to take from it was that it really gave me some time to work on the website and to really push social media. The day-to-day activities of running a shop in normal life is very, very demanding. You can have the best laid plans for, for your day, but you can guarantee that things will happen and it won't always go according to your scheme. So um, I found that I pretty much had 12 solid weeks of being able to really, really focus. I added over 150 products to the website, which was quite remarkable. And I got a lot of local support as well, which was really great. So yeah, it was it was just an opportunity for me to take a bit of a step back and use that time really wisely to to really push everything on the website and it has it has helped it's definitely helped business and what were the lows like just not having that face-to-face contact every day I think that was very challenging I'm quite a sociable person anyway and that's such a valuable part of running your own business is getting that customer feedback every day finding out what you're doing right getting ideas for what you could be doing better so I did I did really miss the human side of the business I felt it was important to keep going in and doing my window displays because I thought it would be awful to to have my Easter display just up for, you know, 12 weeks or however long it was going to go on. And I wanted to remind people there's still a person here. There's still life going on behind the scenes. So that was very weird going into the shop, which felt like a massive, expensive storage unit. And um, yeah, and doing the things that I would normally do with customers around. It was very strange. So how did you go about reopening the store? Following the government guidelines as best I could. They're not the most specific, I have to say. There is a little bit of vague vagueness going on in there. 
But yeah, just following the government guidelines as closely as I could, making sure everything's clean, making sure everything is safe. I've got my screen, which protects me. It's got a little hatch in it. It's like like being a post office person. It's very exciting. Yeah, and just making sure everything is safe as much as possible. It's it's exhausting, I have to say, remembering all the rules and um, sort of only allowing one customer or one bubble in at a time because the shop is quite small. That's quite a challenge because you feel like you're constantly looking to see who's waiting outside and should I hurry with this? And yeah, so it's a lot of pressure. Uh, it's a very, very different experience. It's not not the relaxed shopping experience it used to be, I'm sure. Well, I hate to ask this. Is there any advantages of the new regime that you've had to put in place? Well, I've always been a bit germphobic, <laughs> so it's quite nice that everyone's now washing their hands. Um, <laughs> advantages, I guess I would say that although fewer people are coming in, uh, more people are actually spending. They are shopping with purpose, so my conversion rate is is much better. And also I found that there's a bit of a, a bit of an increase in people wanting to shop local, wanting to support the high street, and particularly the buying British element, which is obviously both environmentally sound and also just supporting local. I think that's really, really nice. I have a, an email that I send out when I, whenever I get an, a new customer um, on my website and I'm getting replies, which is really lovely. It's just a sort of standard, you know, every, every sale makes a difference. Every, this is a family business and I'm getting replies back, which is really sweet saying that people are really thinking about the way they're shopping now and avoiding the big boys, the ones that shall not be named. Yeah, and just making it that part of their daily routine that they, they check local first which is really lovely. So lots of nice customer loyalty, lots of local shopping, which is also good and good for the yeah. environments and everything else that we can think of. And you're seeing a better conversion rate. But in terms of takings in the business, are they up or down on last year? They are down quite substantially. The website itself um, throughout April, May and June saw a 300% increase on website sales from last year, which was amazing. The 300% is just unheard of. Um, so I was very proud of that. I'd say I'm probably about 30% down on shop sales, but kind of the website is buffering that a little bit, which is really good. But yeah, I'm, I'm just finding a lot of a lot of local support regardless. And people, people are treating themselves more. There's a lot of people saying, oh, well, I deserve a treat. There's a lot of self, self-gifting, which is really nice. Yeah, so I think everyone has been through the mill a bit and, and if they can reward themselves by supporting their high street, that's, that's a nice little combination. So you talk about support from these are, these are customers and sort of your local community and things like that. What sort of support do you think you've got from institutions such as your bank? Um, have they been supportive throughout coronavirus and with you reopening? Because it's all done online. I mean, when I when I first chose my bank, I chose it because it was opposite my shop because I knew the bank manager and it was all very personal and, and nice and human. He's now left. And so it's all kind of done online, which feels a little bit more faceless, which is kind of okay. It works. I got the business bounce back loan, which was helpful. I had a couple of smaller loans, which were costing me quite a bit per month. So this that was an opportunity to clear those, have a bit of money left over. And obviously it's really, really good low interest and don't have to pay anything until next year. So that's that's really, really helped. Um, but aside from that, I've had no, no real communication with them. Just They just send an email from time to time saying, hope you're okay. <laughs> Well, that's nice of them, isn't it? <laughs> How about the uh, your local council? Has there been any help from them? 
Um, no, I did um, hop onto a conference call with the borough council. They are Tunbridge Wells, so they're dealing with quite a big area. And it was a lot of stuff about what they were doing to make the, the high streets ready. But it was a lot of stuff based in Tunbridge Wells. That was clearly and understandably their priority. They, they said a lot of things about free parking, which we already have in Cranbrook. They said that they were going to be ambassadors walking around the streets, making sure everything was safe. Haven't seen any. They said there were going to be posters everywhere. And there's two. <laughs> so not not a vast amount, but I don't think it helped that although we were expected to open from the 15th of June, local councils weren't getting the funding to make the high street safe until the end of June, which seemed a bit bonkers. So, yeah, not, not a huge amount of support, but it's, it's kind of OK. <laughs> Well, I mean, any support is good, isn't it? Yeah. There's, a, there's still a few businesses that haven't reopened, uh, and sadly, some of them never will. I mean, I went mm. out for the first time in ages to go and get a takeaway curry. It's things like that become a real event. You know, you go, wow, we're actually going out to get something. Yeah. And I also, yesterday, I went to the pub. Uh, and that's the yeah. second time I've been to the pub in, in well, since the lockdown. And yeah. I really genuinely enjoyed the experience. We were sitting outside. It was a lovely evening and all that sort of thing, but genuinely really enjoy it. And that backs up self-gifting and self-treats and stuff like that. Mm. So how do you think things are going to proceed from here in terms of how people are going to use retail, how people are going to spend their lives? Obviously, it's, it's hard to say. I think, I think because holidays are not really a thing, I think people will be pouring more of their money into retail and into restaurants, hopefully, and, and places like that. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite tricky to see. I assume, I mean, lots of research said that there would be a bit of a lift and then there would be a bit of a dip. I think the positivity and the wanting to support local, I think that will be around for a while. I think that's, that's a mindset that has really changed which is really important. And I think certainly because of the work I've done on the website, I think that will continue to grow both locally and further afield, which is great as long as I can keep that up. But yeah, I think people are going to be a lot more environmentally conscious. I think there's going to be, because of the changes that happened during lockdown, there were more wild birds and there were dolphins in the Venice canals and stuff like that. I think, I think there's going to be, yeah, I think people will be more cautious and more thoughtful and more more kind hopefully yeah i think some good can come out of all the horror oh, i think you're right i think there will be a lot more optimism from people and i think there is a lot more kindness people wanting to help each other out so given everything that you've learned from the experience of being under lockdown running a retail shop because you know that really is the front line in this in this situation what would you say to other people what 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 advice would you give i would say that Planning for every eventuality is probably the most important thing you can do. Um, I certainly found that when I was, we could see the virus was on the way back in sort of February. I, I knew it was important, scary as it was, to make plans for every eventuality. So I did a process chart. I found that really, really helpful. It helped calm my anxiety and it also gave me a, a strategy. So I think, yeah, planning as much as you can and continuing to take kind of baby steps to progress the business and look to the future as well as kind of dealing with what's happening now, dealing with the current challenges and navigating through those. And I also think that coaching of any kind is vitally important just to have someone that you can kind of ramble on to for an hour or so every couple of months or something just to kind of keep you ticking over and, and keep that vision going because it's very easy, particularly at the moment, to get 
a bit swamped by, you know, just being very reactive and just worried about what's happening right now. But you have to assume that your business has a future and keep planning and taking steps towards that. So you touched upon something there about having a sounding board, having a mentor, somebody to talk to. That mm. very much chimes with what a lot of people are talking about with mental health at work. I was talking to a colleague who was uh, doing some investigation into overworking, that people are like trying to compensate yeah. by getting out of bed, getting to work at 8 o'clock, staying at their workstation all day till 8, 9 o'clock at night. Did you find yourself sort of overworking at all yeah I did I did and I had to take a bit of a step back from it um there were yeah there were a couple of days where I felt like I was burnt out and I thought this is ridiculous I haven't been to work I haven't been going to my shop and yet I felt exhausted and I felt unmotivated and I just suddenly thought normally I would have I would work six days but I would also have a social life so in the evenings that's when I would be relaxing but because I was here and I was just living on my own it was just work just keep working keep working keep working and it just it kept me focused it felt like it was keeping me sane but perhaps it wasn't (laughs) so I did have to force myself to take two days where I just didn't do any work which was really really strange but it did kind of reset me and uh, yeah, and, and form a bit more of a healthy pattern. I think another good thing that's kind of come out of this is that when you say, oh, how are you? People don't just say, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Or I'm coping. No, 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 not so bad. People are actually saying, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not that fine at the moment. This, this is really hard for me. And I really hope that opens up discussion about mental health and everyone will feel less judged and won't have to be quite so British and stiff up a lip because it's OK to not be OK. More and more of us are making our living online and or working from home. You know, mm. that your brain is the main muscle and your mental health is key for you to be productive, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And yes, and it you can't refill someone else's cup if your cup is empty. So it's, it's just so important to, to prioritise your own mental health and well-being and give yourself that space. And also it's in that space that you tend to come up with your best ideas. If you're just running on a hamster wheel 24-7, you're again being very active and just dealing with whatever's coming up but when you take that breath and you don't let yourself work that's when you come up with your most ingenious schemes your shop is open which is fantastic and uh, that's brilliant and soon i will come and visit and buy lots of stuff um where do people find you geographically give us the address and also where's your website and if people want to get in contact how can they contact you Geographically, I'm in Cranbrook in Kent, which is one of the smallest towns in England, and it's very beautiful and quaint, and it has its own windmill. And online, I'm at happyglorious.co.uk. And then you can find me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at at happyglorious. Are you still doing your daily happy dance? (laughs) I do try. Yeah, there's lots of happy dances. I need to do a new one, actually, because now I'm back open. I feel feel it's the time to celebrate. So there will be a new dance on Instagram. (laughs) Kate Tomset of Happy and Glorious, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, please go to www.amaze.com. And don't forget to like and share this podcast. <laughs>